Hello again, everyone. Welcome into Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. This is the weekly program where we talk about world football or world soccer, however you want to look at it. We've got a lot going on, so let's get right into it. The latest round of the Nations League has wrapped up for this time. And so we had a couple of uh, rather interesting results this past week uh, regarding the uh, Nations League competition. Spain and Germany met in Seville last Tuesday, and uh, it was looked forward to be a pretty good game because both teams have been playing very well. Well, by halftime, Spain had a 3-0 lead, and everybody was wondering, hmm, what's going on here? I was kind of thinking back to that Germany-Switzerland game in Nations League action a few weeks ago, where uh, Germany went down to Switzerland 3-0 at halftime, but then came back, and by the end of the game, it was a 3-3 draw. Well, Joachim Lowe apparently didn't have any magic up his sleeve at halftime, as Germany came out in the second half and just could not get it together. Spain ended up with a 6-0 whitewashing of the Germans there in Seville. Trust me, the people in Seville and also all over Spain were pretty happy about that. In another notable uh, encounter, France and Sweden played, and France came away with a 4-2 win there in Paris. Uh, Olivier Giroud with two goals, which is kind of to be expected because he is their big money guy. Shots on goal in the game, 8-2 in favor of France. Pavard had another goal for France, and Komen wrapped up the scoring in the 95th minute. Again, France 4, Sweden 2 in that encounter. Then on Wednesday, Italy played at Bosnia. This was kind of an interesting matchup because the Italians have been playing some very good soccer, very smart soccer, very uh, fast-paced football. And uh, the Bosnians are just playing Bosnian-type soccer. Um, I was kind of interested to see how this one would turn out. Well, there was no doubt uh, after the uh, after about the 80th minute that uh, Italy was dominating this game to no doubt. And so uh, Italy comes away with a 2-0 shutout of Bosnia in Bosnia. Watch out for the Italians. They're looking very good these days. They have a good young team. In other uh, encounters that might be of note, Belgium, the number one team in the world, coached by Roberto Martinez, and he is doing a fabulous job. Belgium four, Denmark two. In that encounter, England shut out Iceland in Wembley, 4-0. Iceland did get a red card in the second half, kind of led to the uh, score getting a little bit high. So that was the, again, end of that latest round of Nations League. We'll have them back uh, probably in February or March of next year and we will keep you up to date on how those uh, teams will uh, line up. Now, getting out of Nations League and going to the European uh, Championship, or as they're called, the Euros, uh, it's not called the round of 16 anymore. It's called the round of 24. So let's look at these groups and figure out who's going to possibly go on through after the group of 24 is uh, finished. In Group A, we have Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. Not a bad group. As I said, the Italians are playing some smart football. They're playing fast football, and they're playing heady football, which is kind of uh, unusual because the Italians, unfortunately, have a reputation of being very inconsistent. We'll see how that goes as they get into this now, the nitty-gritty of what you might call the Euros. Um, Italy, I picked to go through from Group A as well as Switzerland. Switzerland's a very solid team. They've got some good talent. I like the way they play. Uh, they showed uh, Germany there in the Nations League competition that they can uh, – they can get out there and uh, make you feel kind of miserable. So Italy and Switzerland going through from Group A are my picks. Group B, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Russia. Wow. Okay. Belgium, of course, number one in the world. I see them going through with no problem. Denmark, good. Uh, they're playing some good football right now. They're, they're getting better as time goes on. Finland, of course, they had that 2 nothing upset of France the other week uh, in Paris. I don't know what happened with France in that particular case. But uh, Finland... Uh, I don't see them getting past Belgium. And if they're going to play Denmark, well, Denmark's going to play them tough. 
The Russians, unfortunately, are playing very inconsistent football right now, haven't shown much, and I do not see them going through. So Belgium and Denmark coming out of Group B. Group C, Austria, Netherlands, North Macedonia, and Ukraine. Well, congratulations to North Macedonia for getting into the uh, final round of 24 in the Euros. Of course, there was a lot of emotion after that game was over when they did uh, qualify. Uh, quite a game to watch because North Macedonia really left it all on the field. They're a very impressive team. What they lack in skill, they, they make up for in more than enough in hustle. And uh, you got to like the way they play. Unfortunately, they're going to get into a group here that's uh, kind of strong. Austria is playing some good football, smart football, and they're flying under the radar. So a lot of people are not taking them seriously. You need to take Austria seriously. They've got some good talent. The Netherlands coming around uh, after a uh, several years of a hiatus, you might say, not playing very well. But I think the Netherlands are smart. This group, though, not really a challenge. I think the Netherlands and Austria go through from here rather easily in Group C. When we go to Group D in the Euros, we get Croatia, Czech Republic, England, and Scotland. <laughs> now, anybody who follows football knows that one of the big rivals in European football is England and Scotland. And of course, with a last name that I've got, like McClay, I do follow Scotland rather closely. Well, I'll tell you what, Scots have been really playing some great football as of late. They've only lost like two games in their last seven. So uh, look for them to be uh, very challenging in this group. However, Croatia is a very tough team. They went to the finals of the last World Cup. Uh, England, uh, Bathgate has got them playing some great football. The Czech Republic, yeah, the Czech Republic is good. They could surprise some people, but I don't, I don't see consistency there. Uh, I'm looking for England and Croatia to come out of Group D. But I'll tell you, when England plays Scotland in Wembley Stadium on June the 18th, all of the British Isles will come to a complete standstill. I don't care if England and Scotland are playing in tiddlywinks. That whole rivalry will come to a complete scrutiny, okay? So you might want to mark that date on your calendar. I certainly am going to be in front of my TV for that one. So uh, Group D, again, is Croatia, Czech Republic, England, and Scotland. I see England and Croatia coming out of the group. The Scots have been playing some great football. I just don't think they're up to the level right now of a Croatia. Uh, in order to uh, get through. And I think England might have the better of them as far as maybe some midfield play is concerned. Okay, Group E, we've got Poland, Slovakia, Spain, and Sweden. This is kind of an interesting group. Uh, gee, Spain, of course, I see going through with no problem. Uh, Poland, I see, is the other team coming out of there. Poland's got, of course, Lewandowski, and uh, they're very good. Sweden, I don't know about Sweden. Again, they haven't shown me much as far as uh, – anything they can do on a grand scale. Um, of course, uh, you've got Ibrahimovic playing there in Sweden. I don't know if he can uh, rescue the team and carry them on his back all the way out of the group. So uh, I'm looking at Spain and Poland coming out of Group E uh, in the Euros. And then Group F is the group of death. No doubt in my mind, France, Germany, Hungary, and Portugal, three of the four are top teams in the world. Um, the Germans, eh, gee, you know, they're, they may be trying to uh, – restructure the team a little bit. So I'm going to go with France and Portugal coming out of this group. Of course, France has got the great Mbappe, along with some other guys that are just fabulous on their team. Joris is a great goaltender. Uh, Portugal, of course, they got Ronaldo. So I see France and Portugal coming out of the group of death. Germany is going to make it uh, difficult for either one of these teams to advance. Hungary, unfortunately, I think is going to end up in last place. And they may be lucky if they get a point because they're going to have to play their A game three times. Yes, that's right. Three times they're going to have to play their A-plus game. France and Portugal coming out of Group F. So that's the way the Euros stack up. 
uh, as they uh, come up in uh, June. It's going to be June and July. They're going to be about 10 cities hosting uh, European competition in the Euros. It'll be a really interesting uh, way to look at it. And unfortunately, because of COVID-19, uh, the Euros of 2020 got pushed to 2021. So it's just something we're going to have to live with. As you know, things have all been changed around ever since we had the COVID-19 hit. And we're going to have to do that with football as well. So the Euros, a uh, group of 24 is set, and that's going to be in June and July. Um, see some real good competition coming out. Uh, my goodness, if we ever get a, a Belgium-Croatia um, type setup uh, there in the maybe the quarter or semifinals, that would be a great game. Again, Belgium is number one in the world, folks. Um, not uh, Brazil and not France, but Belgium is number one. And we'll see how long they can hold on to that ranking. They have a great coach. All right. Now that we've uh, put Nations League and Euro the Euros behind us, let's go to the Champions League, which is going to start up this week again. Okay. We've got several games on Tuesday and Wednesday, um, Tuesday the 24th and Wednesday the 25th. Now, these games, unfortunately, not on American TV. A couple of them may make the CBS All Access uh, type setup that they've got there. But most of these are on, or all of these are going to be on TUDN, Unimas, or Galavision. Those are the three main uh, Spanish networks that are going to be showing these games. And a couple of the games kind of stand out. Uh, there are going to be two time slots on Tuesday and Wednesday. Same time slots, okay? 12.55 Eastern and uh, 3 o'clock Eastern. Those are the two games that will run back-to-back doubleheaders. Uh and an early game on Tuesday, this is a good little uh, matchup here, Rennes from the French League against Chelsea. Yeah, that's Frank Lampard down there in Chelsea. He's doing a very good job with that team. Of course, he's got Christian Plissick from the United States. Now, whether Plissick will be involved or be ready to play because of that injury he's got uh, will be a big question mark. But the Chelsea team has shown that without him, they can still get the job done. So Rennes is going to have their uh, their uh, their plate full when they go up against Chelsea, and that will be at Rennes. So Rennes may have a little bit of an advantage there playing at home and not feeling as intimidated. Again, Rennes and Chelsea on Tuesday, that game 12.55 Eastern, 11.55 Central. Then the second game of that doubleheader, we've got Juventus and Ferenvacos. Ferenvacos, let me get it said right. It's They're from Hungary. Uh, Juventus, of course, with Ronaldo. I don't see much of a problem there. They're playing at um, Turin. So um, there should be a, a good victory for Juventus there. The other game that uh, shapes up there on uh, Tuesday in that doubleheader is going to be PSG and RB Leipzig. Now, PSG, of course, uh, they're going to be playing at Parc des Princes there in uh, Paris. And RB Leipzig, of course, is from Germany. So this will be a good matchup between two very good, strong teams. It'll be really interesting to watch. Now, while all that's going on, there are two other tournaments going on in South America. The Copa Libertadores and the Copa Sudamerica are going to be coming around and uh, doing another round in their little deal. Copa Libertadores has got a good matchup coming up on Tuesday. This will be caught uh, on BN Sport, if you're interested, the uh, sports network out of Canada. It's at 5 o'clock Eastern time. This is a good matchup. LDU Quito against Santos of Brazil. Yeah, that's Santos, a team that Pelé played for for many years, and it's going to be played in Quito. So uh, that would be a good game to watch if you want to see some good South American talent. Uh, LDU Quito against Santos, 5 o'clock Eastern time, Tuesday on BN Sport. That's Copa Libertadores. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, same time slots for the Champions League, 12.55 Eastern and uh, 3 o'clock Eastern. 
And we've got three games of note uh, you might want to check out. Olympiakos is going to play Man City in Greece. Olympiakos is a good team, strong franchise. They've been around forever. Uh, Man City, of course, with Pep Guardiola. That's going to be a, a team to watch. And so uh, this will be a good game, uh, I'm sure, there in Greece. Inter is going to play Real Madrid. This is the headline game of the uh, of the uh, Wednesday uh, schedule for the Champions League. Inter, of course, and they're going to be playing in Milan. And Real Madrid with Zidane at the helm and all their uh, big payroll. Whether Real Madrid or not can get to Inter and win the game is going to be a big question because Real Madrid's been having troubles right now. And you'll see in a few minutes when we go over the standings from the uh, league in Spain that Real Madrid is uh, nowhere near the top right now. So uh, we'll go over that in a few minutes. But uh, Inter-Real Madrid on Wednesday, again, that's going to be at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern time. And then uh, TUDN Unimas Galavision with the uh, television coverage. Another game that's kind of interesting on Wednesday uh, in Champions League, Liverpool and Atalanta. That's going to be played at Anfield, Liverpool's uh, home stadium. Atalanta, as you know, of course, out of the Italian League. We've talked about them on the show several times about how many goals they score. They're just a high-flying team. And uh, Jurgen Klopp's back line is going to have a, a difficult time, I think, controlling the Atlanta, Atalanta guys. Now, Atalanta, for their part, is going to have to rely on some great uh, precision passing to get through that Liverpool defense. So this could be a really good matchup if you're interested. It's Wednesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Liverpool-Atalanta in Champions League action. Copa Libertadores action on Wednesday shows a, uh, a really good game. Uh, Delphine against Palmeiras, and that's going to be in Manta, Ecuador. Manta is a uh, port city there in Ecuador, southwest of Quito. Delphine is their club team there. Uh, they've, they're having a good season. Uh, Palmeiras uh, comes from Sao Paulo. They're very well known, been around, big franchise, been around forever. And so uh, Delphine Palmeiras at 5 o'clock uh, Eastern time on Wednesday. That's going to be on BN Sport. Now, on Thursday, after Champions League uh, finishes up their little schedule, Europa League is going to take over. And, of course, there are like 20 games for Europa League schedule, but we're only going to look at three of them because these are the ones that are uh, so, of sort of uh, importance but also uh, have teams that you can uh, uh, identify with. You've got Lille against AC Milan in the first game. That's going to be really a good matchup. Lille is right now in second place in the French League. That's right, second place. Uh, and AC Milan is leading Serie uh, A there in Italy. Uh, so that's going to be a good matchup there between two excellent teams. This is on Thursday. Again, same time slots, um, 11.55 uh, Central Time, 12.55 Eastern, and then also at uh, 2 o'clock uh, Central Time, 3 o'clock Eastern. And again, TUDN, Unimas, and Galavision for Europa League action. Okay, so Lille, AC Milan, the first game we want to look at. Then that second game is going to be CFR, Ed, CFR Cluj, which comes out of Romania, they're going to be home to Roma. Now, Roma has had some good uh, luck in the Europa League, and they're continuing to play some good football. They're up in the top five in the Italian League right now, so this will be a good matchup, and it'll be a good test for Roma because it's on the road. I don't know what Romania's uh, COVID-19 protocol is right now, but uh, if there's some fans in the stands, this will be a good test for Roma to be in a hostile environment. The third game we want to talk about is Rangers out of Glasgow. They are just making uh, mincemeat out of the Scottish League. They're going to play Benfica from Portugal, and that's going to be in Glasgow. So I imagine the weather is not going to be the greatest in the world on Thursday, the 26th, Thanksgiving Day. But uh, 
Benfica, the Portuguese are going to have to deal with it. So uh, Rangers and Benfica on Thanksgiving Day. Copa Libertadores action um, on Thursday the 26th finds Guarani from Asuncion, Paraguay. They're going to be the home team against Gremio, another team from Sao Paulo, Brazil. That's always a good matchup when uh, you get those two together. Uh, be in sport 7.30 Eastern time, and that's be in sport in Spanish, not the English be in sport, the Spanish be in sport. But it would be a good matchup if you uh, just want to turn the sound down if you happen to not understand Spanish. Uh, Guarani and Gremio, and they're going to be playing in Asuncion. And I don't know what the COVID-19 protocol is in Paraguay right now, but uh, if the fans get into the stadium there in Guarani or even get half the fans in there, uh, it could get loud. Those people really turn out for football matches. So some good uh, some good soccer action coming up Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week uh, to kind of keep you uh, occupied if you're not going to be watching American football. And there's some people right now, unfortunately, who are not watching American football because of things that are going on. Okay, so I told you we were going to look at the uh, European League, so let's look at those real quick. Uh, the Scottish League, as I said, Rangers is making mincemeat out of the Scottish League. They're ahead of 41 points in second place is Celtic, as usual, with 30 points. And then, uh, yeah, that's right, there's a 11-point uh, gap between first and second place in the Scottish League. And then Aberdeen is in third place at 26 points. Now, Aberdeen's a good team. They've got some good players. They've got some team, uh, some players, rather, on the national team from Scotland. And so uh, watch Aberdeen uh, chasing Celtic. That could be an interesting matchup to watch. Hibernian is in uh, fourth place with 25 points. And then Dundee United has uh, been playing some good football, and they've gotten into fifth place there at 20 points, and that's the Scottish League. Now, in EPL action, Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, that's right. Josie Mourinho's team has moved into first place. But guess what? Uh, they're not in there by themselves. Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool was right there with him at 20 points. So you've got a tie for first place in the EPL at this point. Then you've got Chelsea with 18, Leicester City at 18 with Brendan Rodgers uh, leading the Foxes and doing a very good job. Ralph Hossenhuddle is doing a great job at Southampton. Boy, he's got this team playing really well. They're in fifth place in the EPL and a payroll that's got just short of peanuts. I mean, just amazing what he's done with this team. And they are playing some great competitive and beautiful football. Everton with Carlo Ancelotti uh, running the show there at 16th uh, points. And, of course, uh, James is there with the team. They've had a little bit of a skid. I don't foresee that uh, being around too long. Aston Villa right behind Everton at 15 points with Dean Smith running that team very, very well. And then David Moyes has done a great job with West Ham United, and he's got them up there in uh, uh, eighth place at 14 points. Yeah, David's doing a great job at West Ham, and uh, I figured after he would get a year under his belt there at West Ham, he would uh, have this team playing uh, playing sharp, and they are indeed. Man United with old Gunner at uh, ninth place, 13 points, and then Crystal Palace with old, old venerable Roy Hodgson at the helm. Crystal Palace is in 10th place at 13 points. Now, this past uh, weekend, uh, Liverpool beat Leicester 3 to nothing, and uh, Jurgen Klopp made a good point about how these, the scheduling with the teams and all these competitions is really wearing these players down. And so um, even though uh, he was very gracious in his win, uh, he said, you know, the league needs to, you know, and everybody needs to reconsider how this uh, COVID-19 is being dealt with. And, um, gee, you know, I, I just kind of feel for the players because I know they're being put through a lot right now and being asked to perform at a high level and sometimes with only a couple of days rest. Again, Liverpool beat Leicester 3 to nothing last weekend. And so uh, Tottenham and Liverpool tied at the top 20 points of the EPL. You know, Josie Mourinho is happy about that, but you know he wants to bring that 
uh, gap, make it a little wider between him and Jurgen Klopp. Vigo down there in France. PSG continues on top of 24 points. Christopher Gauthier has got Lille just playing some great football. They're 22 points. Lyon with Rudy Garcia at the helm, 20 points. Uh, they're just four points out of first place. Then Montpellier uh, at 20 points. Monaco with Nico Kovac at 20 points. Marseille with Andres Villas-Boras there at 18 points. And then Julian Stefan has got Rennes playing some good football as well. They're at 18 points in sixth place. Bundesliga action, well, we got Bayern Munich up there at 19 points. Dortmund at 18. Leverkusen at 18. They're tied for second. Leipzig at third place with 17 points. And then Union Berlin with Urs Fischer. This team is just absolutely on fire right now. They have moved into fifth place of the Bundesliga. Wow. They, they have come out of nowhere. This is only their second year in uh, in promotion. So uh, Urs Fischer is doing something right over there at Union Berlin. And you got to know the folks at Hertha Berlin are not very happy about this. Hertha Berlin right now in seventh or 13th place with seven points. Now, the Hertha Berlin-Union Berlin match comes up on the uh, 4th of December. That's right, uh, 4th of December. That's at 2.30 Eastern, 1.30 Central. And uh, unfortunately, American TV doesn't see it as a uh, important enough to carry it, which I kind of scratch my head about. So uh, they're showing a coverage right now as ESPN Plus, ESPN app. That's it. If that changes, we will let you know. But again, Hertha and Union Berlin playing on uh, the 4th of December. That's a Friday uh, at 1.30 Central, 2.30 Eastern. And uh, that will be at Hertha Berlin at the uh, Berlin Olympic Stadium. Uh, forgot to mention about the Monaco, uh, or rather, uh, League, uh, uh, game, uh, League uh, rather, Monaco, defeated PSG in their annual matchup the other day, 3-2. to two. PSG got a red card in the 83rd minute. That was given to Abdu Diello. And then Cesc Fabregas, the Spanish international, converted the penalty kick in the 84th minute. Monaco beat PSG 3-2 to two in that encounter in Ligue 1. Now moving on to La Liga, Real Sociedad continues to lead down in Spain with 23 points. Uh, Atletico Madrid at 20 and Villarreal at 19. So uh, Real Madrid at 17, and they're in fourth place, but they're only six points out of first place. Now, how about Cadiz, fifth place? This is a team just got elevated. Cadiz, 14 points. Okay, yeah, they're nine points out of first place, but they're in the top five of one of the top uh, leagues in the world. Okay, Cadiz doing a great job. Okay, Elche is in uh, ninth place there in La Liga. Juan Jose Martin having that team going very well. And if you're not familiar with Elche, it's down in southeast Spain near Alicante. Uh, Barcelona is right now in 12th place in La Liga with 11 points. Uh, Real plays Atletico Madrid. That's the Madrid derby, you might say, on December the 12th. Italian League, AC Milan, 20 points in first place. Boy, I'll tell you what, they keep going along. They're 3-0-2 in their last five games. Roberto De Zerbi continues with Sassuolo, 18 points in second place. This is an amazing story. Uh, Sassuolo continues to just march right along there in the Italian league. They're 3-0-2 as well in their last five games. Roma, 4-0-1 in their last five games. Third place at 17 points. Juventus, 16 points. Inter Milan at 15 points. Uh, coming up on November the 28th, Sassuolo will play Inter at Sassuolo. And then on the uh, 6th of December, Roma will host Sassuolo at the Olympic Stadium in Rome. 
MLS, uh, we find Philadelphia and Sporting KC leading the East and West, respectively, in MLS and having good seasons. And in the Mexico League, we've got the playoffs that are underway. Round one will start Wednesday night with Puebla playing Leon. Uh, this is going to be sort of a mismatch because, as you know, Leon practically ran away with this uh, phase of the uh, Mexican League and uh, ended up in first place. But Puebla will play them in a home-and-home match starting on Wednesday and then the return match in Leon on Saturday. Also, Chivas and America will play in the first round. Boy, isn't that something? Uh, arch rivals playing in the first round of the playoffs. It will be in Guadalajara and then go to Estadio Azteca there in Mexico City on Saturday night. Thursday, the 26th, we find Pachuca hosting Pumas, and then Pumas going to Pachuca, or rather, um, Pumas is going to Pumas is going to host Pachuca on Sunday, the 29th, after Pachuca uh, hosts or hosts Pumas. That's correct. Okay, then Tigres is going to play Cruz Azul in a home and home match that will also be on the 26th and 29th of uh, November. So that's the Mexican playoffs getting underway, and then we'll have another round coming up next week. That's going to do it for Kicks and Dribbles. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Lauren McClay is the technical producer of Kicks and Dribbles. Uh, John Dang handles our sound. DC McClay is in our ideas department. I'm Dan McClay. Please keep washing your hands. Social distancing at six feet, very important. Let's get this COVID uh, situation uh, out of our lives. Uh, of course, the vaccines are apparently on the way, so that's good news, too. Hopefully, we can get the stands filled again in the stadiums and have those flags waving as the teams play their matches. Wash your hands, social distancing six feet, and of course, don't let your life have too many yellow cards. <laughs>